Welcome to The Hold Room with ACC, a quick update on all things relating to airport development as well as the Airport Consultants Council. This episode is part of a new passenger experience series hosted by ACC's Terminal and Facilities Committee. In this series, we are collecting the experiences and perspectives of different types of users of the airport passenger terminal including business travelers, leisure travelers, airport executives, airport, airline, TSA, and concession staff, and airport consultant staff, to name a few. For more information on this series and the hosts, go back and give the first episode a listen to. Joining Delia and Laura in the hold room this week is Stuart Vela. Stuart is going to talk to us about the impact the pandemic has had on the Common Use Lounge and what the outlook for the year ahead will be. Welcome to The Hold Room. Today we're here with Stuart Vella. And Stuart, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Good morning. It's great to be here and thank you for the opportunity. My name is Stuart Vella. I'm VP uh, Business Development for North America for Plaza Premium Group. Recently relocated here from Australia where I was looking after Australia and South Pacific. Been involved in aviation and travel industry for well, travel industry for probably about 25 years, but aviation particularly for about five years now. Can you explain a little bit about what Plaza Premium Group does? We're the largest independent lounge operator in the world, which is something we're very proud of, with over 230 locations globally. And we pride ourselves on being a 360-degree hospitality provider for the aviation industry. So our mantra or motto is to make travel better. And we feel we actually do achieve that by offering lounges throughout the world in as many places as we can, as well as our own networks, to make sure travelers can have that little bit of extra luxury, especially coming out of a pandemic now. I'm guessing with business travel anticipated to be one of the slowest recoveries, I'm sure that impacts your business. Can you tell us more about what you've seen, how the pandemic has affected you and what the recent developments are? We're lucky enough in our network to not rely on one particular segment of travel. So we obviously look at a multitude of different groups ranging from your B2B corporates, business travel through to leisure and obviously supporting our airline partners. So within that mix, we have seen some changes. We've definitely seen a greater number of leisure travellers at the moment. But again, that varies so significantly across the globe. So obviously, Australia and Southeast Pacific and Asia and that, it's still quite closed compared to, for instance, the US market, which internally in particular is very much open and full steam ahead. The airports are very busy and I'm very busy flying. I am seeing a lot of business travellers in the lounges in the US internally, colleagues and stakeholders and partners that I do talk to all seem to be in the same boat that's been a case of everyone thought that business wasn't going to come back. And I think we're seeing that that might not be true in some segments. I think there's definitely segments where it won't come back as quickly or there will be changes or hybrid models. But I think that people also, to an extent, are starved of that human connection and contact and are making an effort to get out to their key stakeholders, their key partners and meet them again and actually have those face-to-face conversations, which I think people have been missing. So Yes, leisure is a lot of the market that we're seeing. However, we are definitely seeing a lot more business come back than maybe we expected or in certain segments where people do need to have that face-to-face connection sometimes. In the lounges, what COVID measures did you guys end up taking to sort of address all the issues and safety concerns? 
Obviously, the biggest one is cleaning. So once lounges have started to reopen, wherever we've had the ability to get a COVID cleaning specification or, or certification, we've taken that opportunity. So for instance, in DFW, we're certified as a safe lounge product where we make sure the lounge is sanitized properly based on schedules. We've implemented entire new SOPs and training procedures and cleaning procedures within our group globally. We are the only ISO certified lounge provider in the world. We manage and run and operate our own lounges, which again is something very unique compared to our competitors and other people in the market, which generally will use catering companies, whether it's Flick or Sodexo. We do it in-house and we're very, very proud of that because it also gives us a lot more flexibility to make sure we streamline and bespoke products to meet passenger needs, or in this case, make sure we're meeting those cleaning requirements and make sure we're safe and clean for COVID. Based on all of that, have you implemented any changes that you think will become permanent? I think our cleaning and sanitation aspects will definitely be permanent. I think we will maintain and everyone will continue to maintain that high level of cleaning. I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. I think there's a lot of technology upgrades which we've seen come through which will be maintained. We work very, very hard on our digitization and digital transformation for COVID, from contactless entry to the lounges, smart ordering for your food and beverage aspects, all of those sorts of things, right through to geofenced maps and our app, which can show you where a lounge is and how to get there so you're not going to information boards or touching digital information boards, that sort of stuff. So we've taken a, an approach when COVID started to make sure we try to increase our digital and our technology-based solutions to things from everything from contact through to access through to location finding, et cetera. So technology has played a huge part and will continue to play a huge part, and that will definitely stay going forward in the future. You know, we're not going to take away contactless ordering or contactless access, those sorts of things. We're going to try to find more ways to alleviate any touch points, both physical and otherwise, for our guests while still maintaining the highest level of possible service because something we don't want to lose, especially being an in-house hospitality provider and aviation hospitality provider, we don't want to see the level of customer service drop and it become a disjointed service. We want to still make sure that our colleagues in the lounges are serving people at the highest level. With regards to your employees, in some cases, you know, at airports, a lot of the staff was reduced. Did you guys face the same thing and how did you guys cope with the barrage of information that was coming from CDC and other health organizations around the world to really disseminate that down to the workforce and how they were going to react to everything? A lot of the workforce was furloughed or stood down for some period where lounges are open and where travel's coming back. We've started to bring those workforces back. Obviously, it was a challenging time for everybody from our leadership teams right through to our lounge front of house. Every person sacrificed which is testament to Mr. Song and the company's approach to working with our colleagues, where we, you, know, you take those sacrifices and you make them for the company for the good and to come out of COVID stronger. In regards to information flow, obviously our managers within each port are tasked and entrusted to make sure they do communicate with our colleagues, both on the floor and or if they're furloughed, obviously digitally. Coming from Australia, we used to do a weekly Zoom call with all of our colleagues we used to do virtual activities, everything from yoga through to sporting activities as much as you can do sort of online. So it's taking that approach and trying to overcome the stand downs, the furloughs and try to keep colleagues engaged to knowing that they will eventually come back was very important. And again, Plaza Premium Group obviously made sure that where possible, we stayed engaged with our colleagues from all levels, whether that meant C-suite and the owner, Mr. Song, jumping on a Zoom call with the Australian colleagues or US colleagues or wherever, and simply to say hello and 
you know, we understand, we're empathetic to what's going on and make sure then if there was any important information, it was obviously disseminated at that stage. And I think it was important as well. The group took the approach that leadership needed to be there and be seen and be able to disseminate that information. It gives obviously a lot of validity and also a lot of weight to the information when it's coming directly from the owner or our C-suite. That's certainly great to hear that everybody pitched into the effort. I think we've heard that a lot from a lot of companies, but it's great even just to say hello in a Zoom meeting means a lot if it's coming from Mr. Song and other senior executives that really plays a big impact in the mental health of everybody. Yeah, I was actually going to say, you know, based on what you learned through that process of engaging people virtually, did anything change and things that you would implement into improving the passenger experience in the lounges? The digitalization has been probably one of the biggest things. I think one of the biggest takeaways, and it's probably an intangible aspect, is empathy and understanding the different customer needs and that different people will have different requirements when they are coming into the lounge. We've seen that safety is the new luxury, basically, where people want to get away from crowds. They want to get away from certain public spaces. There is a heightened level of anxiety for some groups or some segments of the community or travellers. And to try and take stock and heed of those and and understand what their needs are and then try to meet them when they're actually in the lounge is probably one of the biggest shifts we've seen in our customer service strategy is taking that understanding of passenger needs to another level. There are some groups which are quite, shall we say, relaxed with COVID and what it is and everything, but there's obviously a lot of people out there which have some considerable concerns, whether it's from underlying health conditions or simply not wanting to get sick. Our customer service has definitely changed and shifted to be able to try to identify and meet some of those varying needs from different customer groups. Is there any suggestions you would have for improving the passenger experience? And it could be things that you think your company could do or just overall in your experience. I think there's a lot of different things we can do, and I think we're all working towards them constantly. I think understanding it's all going to change and is changing because we don't know what the COVID recovery and what the end picture looks like. But I think the biggest thing to take away from this is that I think we all need to be a lot more appreciative of travel because we've seen it can be taken away from us very, very quickly. And then to break down and look at each individual demographic group that is traveling as they all have such significantly different needs and requirements. I think how we manage that data and how we collect that data in the future and once we see travel returning will be where and how we can improve our passenger and guest experiences. And I don't think there's a a single stroke that can cover it off. I think each group going forward in the future is going to be very, very different and have very significant needs and wants versus others. Business travellers, what they need now with COVID versus a leisure traveller versus an elderly person versus a medical tourism traveller will vary considerably, I think, based on COVID recovery. Unfortunately, to answer your question, I couldn't tell you one particular aspect. I think we're going to have to be very open-minded and take a very, very open approach to each demographic and what their needs are, whether it's from a safety aspect. There's a variety of different aspects, I think. Sorry, I can't be more specific on that one. I think it's a tough one, how we're going to change and how the guest experience is going to change. You also mentioned that the company has gone through your digital transformation process with contactless entry. You have your smart traveler app. What are some of the technology improvements that your company has made that you're really excited about? So probably one of the biggest, and it's all linked into our smart travel app, as you mentioned, is basically being able to integrate an entire airport into one digital ecosystem or e-platform. 
which allows each person to access and earn and burn points within anywhere in the ecosystem. So whether it's from the valet parking, whether it's the meet and greet, whether it's the lounge, whether it's a cafe, it allows people to have an integrated approach to the entire airport. Now, instead of trying to bring each individual component within an airport onto that platform, we want to bring the entire airport on, which then obviously everybody falls in underneath. And that we've seen as a great driver and a great reward product, basically, for travellers, especially if they are going through certain airports regularly. So travelling out of DFW to hypothetically SFO, if a person was doing it and those airports were on the platform or the Smart Traveller platform or Archer platform, they would obviously be earning and the ability to burn reward points for every single transaction or sort of movement through that airport. So we see it not only as a huge benefit to travellers, giving them that reward, but obviously from an airport aspect, when the airport comes online, it creates an economy which basically they then control. And every retailer, every concession, every aspect then dials into that economy. And then obviously as that economy grows, the airport gets a revenue stream from that and your concessions, your restaurants, et cetera, they all get the benefit of loyalty coming backwards because people obviously they want to earn and they want to burn the points straight away, which they can. So it's a real-time system it is live they can go to subway and buy a sandwich and if they get enough points they can go to the bar across the road and get a soft drink all within points and all basically instantly their whole journey becomes integrated from curb right through to the gate and departure that's really fascinating that you guys have this curb to gate experience it's not just focused in the lounges the hospitality services with the rewards points and the smart traveler app that you have It seems like it's a really innovative way to partner with the airport and say, hey, we can provide these reward points. That, to me, is a true innovation. So taking all of that as a whole, what does a positive passenger experience mean to you? As our motto says, if we've made their travel better in some possible way, that means we've achieved our goal. If it means they get the perfect coffee that they want in the lounge or they're able to use our Smart Traveller app to find a location to go and buy a new piece of luggage because there's broke. If any aspect can be improved or we can help in any way within a, a journey through an airport, then we've achieved our goal. Well, thank you again for joining us today and all your insight and feedback. No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining us in The Hold Room for this special podcast series exploring the new passenger experience. You can find more from this series on the ACC Training Hub. That's training.acconline.org backslash the-hold-room or wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Follow us for more content from the Airport Consultants Council. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating or review and by telling your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Thanks again.